Okay, so we're rec- so you and I are recording, Fred, but Dan Dan is uh, Dan's doing some stuff. Yes, Dan's putting his uh, getting his act together is what they say. He's getting his act together, mm-hmm. and it's an act. I just never forget to do this, but I know. I know. Oh no, Dan! Do do listen, you've got Dan. We do things. You know, things are done. <laughs> Sometimes you forget things. I do too. Yeah. Everybody fact, I forgets. Think we're doing a segment on Alzheimer's today. Aren't That's we, right, Howard. Yes, we're yeah. doing it all. Today we'll be uh, featuring uh, an Alzheimer's segment. That I think people will really, really enjoy. <laughs> I could. Uh, you want to know if there's certain things I think creep up on you when you become older, and you just yeah. sort of accept them, mm-hmm. where. A 30-year earlier version of yourself would be like, what? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? So I should just, it's very simple to explain. I've been taking a pill for my heart for about a year and a half now, I guess. I don't know how, 15 months, something. And they come in five milligram sizes. It's called bisoprolol. And what it does, it's a, a beta blocker for my heart issue. And I'm only supposed to take 2.5 milligrams a day. So okay. for the first seven or eight months, and Daniel appreciate the inefficiency of this, I was trying to cut these pills in half with a sharp knife. Right. <laughs> and it wasn't the most efficient way because very many days I couldn't house them. I couldn't pre- precisely half them. So I would just split them in thirds, whatever. It was a messy. It was a mess. And about six months ago, I thought, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll get a pill cutter. Oh, like so a little I, guillotine thing. Like yeah. a little guillotine thing. Uh, have you guys ever, have you ever used one, Freddie? Uh, yes, when I was going through my prostate issues and I had to take, uh, you know, same thing, not full <laughs> dose, half dose. So, so they, they actually gave me one. The guy said, oh, I got something for you. And it was a pill cutter. Sweet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Free, uh, free pill cutter. Yep. Mm-hmm. It just, it, I mean, for me, the conversation is just so funny. It's like, hey, sweet, man, you got a pill cutter with your pills. So about so I got that about six months. I got a pill cutter. This and is definitely an old folks home conversation. Exactly. <laughs> but here's the part I'm getting to. It never quite worked the way I wanted to because the mechanism that held the guillotine held the pill inside getting ready for the guillotine also didn't hold the pills completely still so sometimes even with the guillotine it didn't cut them in half so i went on amazon and i found there's a new pill cutter that comes with little pre uh like little um modules that you can find your pill size and cuts the pills precisely well i must tell you when I got it the other day, I was quite excited. <laughs> I thought, I'm four days before my 64th. This is a couple of days ago. I'm like, I'm four days before my 64th birthday. <laughs> and this is what's exciting me now. It's like, oh, I mean, I actually said that. Like, oh, the new pill, new pill cutter will be coming any day now. With new pill cutter technology. Oh, yeah. Did you go through the entire bottle and cut them all at one one uh, one on a one off? Like I gotta go. I, it was so much fun. I gotta do another pill. I did several pills. See? I did. Yes, I knew. I know you. Yeah. Wasn't there a day when nitroglycerin was a thing for people with the heart thing? Oh yeah, when you had uh, angina. Vangina. For those who had angina, my grandmother had 
angina. And I, again, I used to snicker. Oh, my grandmother's got a vagina. I mean, anyway, of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, and she used to take nitro. Well, I better take my my nitro. She would say, "What was it precisely? Is it because I don't? Is it for people with like heart, like plumbing problems? Like what's How it for I, exactly? I, I, I don't know. That's listen. You're asking me. You usually know all that. But nitroglycerin, apparently, it you know it. Um, I guess it calms the heart or whatever. I don't know." Well, all I know is uh, several years ago, if I had been involved in a conversation where somebody was talking about the sweet pill cutter they just got on Amazon, you know, I'd be rolling my eyes. But, uh, you know, here we are. Here yeah, we are. Be careful with them. They can crumble a pill. I mean, it was my experience. I could crumble the odd pill with that cutter if you, if you don't do it slowly and carefully. Right. Yeah. Definitely. So you sh- and you I should practice on like vitamin D pills or something <laughs> before you go. Well, the funny thing about the, the I, and, and, and I, yes, I was excited with the new pill cutter. But I also know from experience now from being in Mexico where I will be uh, as of Saturday that the air there tends to make the pills less um, brittle. So they, they crumble anyway. So I'm going oh, yeah. to pre-cut. <laughs> I'm going to spend a pretty sexy hour pre-cutting my pills. Now I'm imagining pill-cutting parties. You know what I don't understand? Is why... So what did you say? You take how many milligrams? Five milligrams a day or something? 2.5. Well, why wouldn't they just make a 2.5 milligram pill? I have so, no idea. Because when I was on my pills for my prostate i think they were 10 milligrams for something and my dosage was five and they said you know you'll get these pills and you have to snap and snap them in half and that's where the conversation led i said snap them in half okay and he goes here i got something for you and then he gave me the pill cutter um it just seems odd to me that uh it wouldn't come in that dosage or maybe See, our health our healthcare systems really it's just, okay. it's all fucked up but but but, uh, but, but, but why yeah it, but if if those dosages are common why don't they make them in them but yeah. maybe like I, I all i know is a 5 milligram dose is 2 days worth of pills for me do you not take anything dan are you pill free yeah i, I don't God take damn pills. it no pills good for you oh, no pill cutter here. You know, on the show, he would tell you, um, you know how many guys walk around with high blood pressure? I have no idea. Like, Dan, you rarely go to the doctor or whatever. How many people walk around with high blood pressure? It's, it's, it's shocking. The silent killer. And when we went to see Bob McCown the other day, he told us that story. He knew he had high blood pressure and never did anything about it. And I said to him, why? And he goes, well, you know, he didn't have a family doctor. Nobody told me to or something. That was his answer. And then ultimately you have a stroke and high blood pressure is the quickest route to a stroke. Well, that was part of a conversation we had with him, Dan, where I was asking Mm -hmm. him if he still smoked cigarettes because, you know, again, cigarettes... That's one of the things they say on the scary packages, you know, when they have all the pictures of the teeth and the lungs, is that it causes high blood pressure. And he said, no, no, I'm still, I'm only smoking a few a day. And I said, do you think cigarettes had anything to do with your stroke? And he goes, no, no, I'm not, not related. But, but they are related because they do raise your blood pressure, which is one of the, 
things to look out for. Yeah. It's a, and by the way, it's it's we're going to be talking about other things today on this medical program, uh, but we should actually get it started for real. Here comes Dan Duran, everybody. This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from our state-of-the-art Humble and Fred studio in Toronto, from our well-equipped Brampton facility with a sports portal, and from Lisa's dining room table next to a trendy black sticks and applause. And is brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Boron One, Bodog, Kelsey's, and our newest sponsor, Lender's Choice Mortgages. And now, here are two men who have done the math. Winter plus minus temperatures divided by six months multiplied by multiple layers equals gotta get out of here it's humble and fred big show today gonna be talking to somebody from a company i saw online called the loud cup jay conahan is uh the owner of this uh, or inventor of it it's a sports it's been a sports paraphernalia well, I, I told you, my granddaughter, May May, uh, she has one. I've, I've seen one right up close. Well, that's very we, exciting. I went to Johnny Slabshot's game one day, and she had her, her cup there and was blowing into it. And is it a loud cup? It can be. Her little lungs didn't make much of a noise, but... And is it I'm a cup sure. you can put things in, like you hold it? Or? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll go and look at. It. Oh, there it is. Blow here. The loud cut. Why, why were you? So, why were you so um, intrigued by this? I, I can't remember. I just saw it online. I thought, oh, this might be good for our program because we're loud and we, you know, it was sports related. I don't know. Uh, maybe I saw it as a sales opportunity. Speaking of which, Brad yeah. Jones, funeral director and owner of Ridley Funeral Homes. We we were having this conversation a few days ago, and uh, all of a sudden, now we're. I said we should have consider considering our ages. We should have a funeral home on this program as a sponsor. Uh, this is not a sponsorship, but it is going to be a conversation about the world of funeral homes, and that'll be later on in the program. Have you prepared a bunch of questions? I'm always prepared with questions, my friend. Yeah, yeah same here on my mind. I have several questions, and some I don't know. Um, let's be honest. Let's lay it out there. If this is, you know, stage one of maybe a sponsorship, certain questions maybe I shouldn't ask. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm in a bit of a quandary, as they say. Because I'm going to be honest, I mean, I've, I've said it more than once on this show over the years, you know, um, weddings and funerals are, you know, two things that should be on their way out. And that's fine. I'm sure mm-hmm. I mean, that's a conversation I'm sure we can have with them. Uh, you know, the, the demise or is there is the is there a declining uh, need for these type of fancy funerals? Who knows? I'm sure he'll have yeah, you know, maybe, maybe he can give us, you know, his side of the story, arguments on why one should uh, still partake in the traditional uh, funeral. And I'm sure that Brad Jones, is, there's all sorts of different versions of the traditional funeral. It doesn't have to be super yeah. expensive. He's also uh, got his own podcast, so I'm sure he's used to having these kind of uh, frank discussions. Um, oh, he has a podcast. That's, yes. that's unique. Like, actually, I think it's produced by our producer. It's called oh. Life's Undertaking. And uh, we'll be talking to him about that. Having a podcast now is kind of like 15 years ago where everybody had to have a website. 
Yeah. Or a blog. Everybody, it's, it's the same thing. A lot well, of people, exactly. everybody started a blog and then after three or four editions stopped or lost interest. You know, we're, there's three of us on this show right now, and I'm not sure if you can say the three of us, but between the three, we're, we, don't even, we don't even do just one podcast. We've got Aging with Energy, mm-hmm. we've got a golf podcast, Dan Duran, uh, you're involved, what are you involved with? Does the, uh, <laughs> does, does the Peterborough Guild, Theater Guild have its own podcast? It should. No, we've, we've talked about it, but no, there's no, uh, there's no podcast there yet. But it's always, there's always people podcasting. You're right. There's every every corner, every aspect of life is now podcasted to the world, and it's become a commercial thing as well. Where you, if you got a business, you got to have one of those too. Yeah, um, often just because other ones do, right? Mm-hmm. Well, like that's a lot what of people, I mean. Oh, really? I don't really feel like doing that, but my competition does, so I should. Fifteen years ago, Brad Jones would have had a blog or maybe a, a website. I'm sure they have. Everyone has a website. But it would have been like, oh, hey, we should have one of those because other, as you say, other businesses do. You know, I went to the dentist yesterday for the first time. I, I don't know why I waited so long to do this. I put, I asked the hygienist because I was just there for a cleaning. And I said, hey, would you mind if I just put headphones on while this whole thing is going on and just listen to something? She's like, yeah, go ahead. And uh, I listened to uh, Smartless. But it doesn't matter what I was listening to. The point is, why wouldn't I have thought of that a couple of years ago? I should have, because it made the time go by a lot faster, as opposed to just sitting there staring at a TV that I can't hear, and uh, or trying to have a conversation with the hygienist. Great. Great story. Have, well, not Fantastic. A, but have you ever done that? Have you ever thought of doing it? Ah, uh, no, my hygienist, I actually talked to her between, uh, yeah. <laughs> she's always, uh, she's she's a really nice woman, woman and I, th- I think she's a single mother, and she likes my stories of travel and going up north, and she's always asking me things, and I get the impression she looks forward to me coming in. So, again, between spits and swallows and gags, I uh, I answer her questions. Oh, I'd love to record that. That should be a podcast. <laughs> that should be the podcast. You just going, and I was so happy for her because last year she saved up enough money to take her kid back to India where she grew up. And she was very excited about that, showing her child where her where she grew up. That's, that is now, I, that's and, a nice story. And, yeah, and I asked, you know, the next time I went in after, I asked her all about her adventure between spits. I had the same hygienist yeah. there for a long time. I've been going to this dentist for 25 plus years. and But my regular hygienist, I think she moved on at some point. So now it's just a rotating bunch of them. But, but, but my point about podcasts are that option would not have been available to me you know, not that long ago, where now I'm like, oh, I think I could kill 45 minutes here without, you know, listening to something on uh, on the world of podcasting. By the way, speaking of uh, famous podcasts, you know that Dana Carvey's son passed away, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I heard something about that. Like, it, not a couple months recently, ago. Was not it? a couple months no. ago. A couple of months ago, and, yeah. And mm-hmm. David Spade continued on with the podcast uh, for a few episodes, but Dana Carvey came back to that it's called Fly on the Wall. Anyone's heard it? It's all yeah. based. We've talked about it on the show. It's all about Saturday Night Live. It's pretty fascinating. But he came back recently 
talked a little bit about his son's passing mm-hmm. or drug overdose. And then they just went on and did a wow. kind of went on and did a regular show. Just the two of them. Well, speaking of funeral homes and dead guys, Norman Jewison died yeah. yesterday or Saturday or something. Did you see that? 97 years old. And again, I'm not like you guys where you watch a movie and you, the director and the producer is a big thing to you. And then I'm just reading his credits. And again, you know, to my, I guess, negligence, I just never really fully appreciated that uh, that resume. Crazy, man. Crazy, man. Moonstruck. Uh, yeah. Jesus Christ Superstar. This is for old people. Mm-hmm. Fiddler on the Roof, Dan. Norman Jewison directed the movie version of your... When is your play opening up, by the way? On the 16th. Fantastic. Of February. You know, I read the one story, too, and it annoyed me. I, I don't know, but apparently he initiated producing the movie Malcolm X. And then there was huge backlash from the black community that a white man should not direct that movie. So he gave it up, and Spike Lee ended up doing it. Huh. Just odd to me, those situations. What Would that be some kind of a, uh, appropriation or something? Uh, I don't know the story about it. Yeah, that's the story. I mean, he, he directed Jesus Christ Superstar. Uh, it's all about mm-hmm. Jesus and... He's not a Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Stuff like that bewilders me because, again, we're supposed to look beyond that. And he's a great producer, director. Does it really matter? But in this case, it mattered and it was changed. Well, I guess you could argue that, you know, what, who, who, who better to tell a black story than a black director? I guess. But can he tell a story as well as Norman Jewison? Spike Lee? Yeah, like, I, I, no, I'm just saying, you know, at the end of the day, who tells the better story? That's all. But you're right as far as his resume. Like, I'm just looking at, like, and, and most of his stuff came in the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these titles we would know. But some of the younger people, if there are any younger people listening, which, you know, I don't really know there are. Well, the guy was 97. He's been at a commission for, you know, a period of time. Well, the last Yo. the last one I see here, though, is 2016. What? Wow. 2001. And then the, all of a sudden there's one at like 2004, whatever, 2018. Mm. And, uh Yeah. He won 12 Academy Awards, and uh, he also founded the Canadian Film Institute. Right. Which is uh, uh, basically it's for advanced film studies, and people have done residencies there and stuff in the past. I actually was or acted in, a, in one of the Did uh, you projects really? that came yeah. out of there. Yeah. That, well, <laughs> just tell us about it. Don't be, yeah. don't be so shy yeah, tell about, us about it. Tell, yeah. us, tell us. Oh, tell us. Because <laughs> now you've got your shy voice on. Where your no, level I, drops. I acted in one of the productions. There, one of the uh, there was a director that was being, you know, was was at the film institute, and right. <laughs> the uh, the actors union has uh, actra has a special rate for you know like independent film, and this was one of those short subject films that that came out, and it was one of my non news newscaster roles. Amazing, and uh, it was a few years ago, but it was all uh, based on the Canadian Film uh, Institute. Did you meet the man? Uh, no, I, I uh, sort of, sort of, I think on the Dini show or something, he came through, um, but I didn't, you know, I wouldn't 
have met him well, you during that during the filming a conversation. But yeah. do you see how no, no, valuable no, no. He this was, is? That, he wasn't there for that. No. Okay. Yeah, we're going to have to figure this delay out. Do you see how valuable it is to have Dan on the show, though? Like here, we he he, he yeah. shyly mentions that he was part of the Film Institute. You know, you're more than just a newscaster, Dan. You're more than just cockman. <laughs> you're more okay. than that. You're an invaluable source of material and information. There you go. That uh, 2016, wasn't that droplets of... Uh, um... <laughs> What's your Joe? What is it? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> droplets of drool. Yes. Was it, that? it was the, the uh, My River of 2016. Drool. 2016. <laughs> yes. It was called The River of My Drool. Yes. Um, here's the question. <laughs> Where's my question? So uh, they have developed a blood test. And I think I've read this before. Mm-hmm. But I saw it in my uh, news this morning. There's a test that you can do, apparently, Dan, for Alzheimer's. Early detection. Oh, they've come up with a test finally? Because it's, 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 that's they, been one of those things you have to diagnose, right? Well, they've right? been working on it for a while. A commercially available blood test shows immense promise is the story in catching early cases of Alzheimer's, according to this study. Alzheimer's is the world's leading cause of dementia, a catch-all term for the decline of cognitive abilities, accounting for as many as 70% of global cases. Why this matters? Because, I'm sorry, did you have, I thought you were doing a little jokey deal. No, no. Uh, why this matters is that early detection is the key to combating Alzheimer's. So I said to Fred, I was going to ask you to and now I'm asking you, Daniel, as part of the two of you, would you want to know, would you, two questions, really, would you take the blood test knowing, like I, again, I don't know what the efficacy is yet, but let's say for the sake of this discussion, you could find out definitively if you were going to get it. Number one, would you take it? And number two, I guess it's the same. Would you want, what would you do? I, well, actually, really, it's one question. I take it back. It's one question. Would you take it knowing there was a chance to find out you had it? I definitely would. I'd want to know. And I guess there's questions about that as far as life insurance and all that stuff goes. But uh, I'd want to know just so I, at the end of life, I have some sort of idea of where I should, you know, put my energies as far as, you know, getting somebody else to help me out and whether or not. You know, because I don't I wouldn't want to live through the, you know, that whole part of Alzheimer's where you, you don't you're not even aware of of anything around you and the people that you have to inconvenience. What are you laughing at, friend? <laughs> Jason, based on our conversation about the golf and football yesterday, I think you're already there. That's right. You know, you've actually I don't know for you. You've lived a, a lot of your life has been basically unaware of what's going on around you. So. I don't see That's it as all. a. Big, I, I'm sorry, that just made me sad. It's not that big a transition, considering some of the conversations I've had with you. <laughs> what about you, uh, funny man? Uh, the, no, here's the. I, I I think if there was an attachment to it saying you're going to know, and we have these measures to sort of stave it off, maybe. But if it's inevitable, I don't want to spend several years 
in anticipation, waiting for it, wondering if that's it, this is it, that's it. I forgot that. So I don't know. I would be reluctant unless, again, there was some measure that once you knew that you could do something to stave it off. Maybe there is. But why no and ruin the years between now and the early signs are getting it? You know, you, you know what I'm saying? I would struggle with that one. Early detection, according to this story, and I've heard this before, I'm sure you have too, that, mm-hmm. you know, it's vital. It, the earlier you know about this, there are things now they can do to stave off the aggressive okay. nature. Theoretically, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. say by 2050, by 2050, when all three of us will be long dead, over 1.7 million Canadians are projected to have dementia. A 185% rise from 2020. Wow. Well, I had my mother-in-law. I told you. uh, I had my mother-in-law here last week, and um, she's 90. And whether it's dementia, Alzheimer, early signs, but it's just shocking. You know, I've known the woman for almost 50 years now, and, you know, sharp, bright, on it, opinionated. And it's just funny at 90 to say something to her and like 10 minutes later like it's gone or she re-asks and you know that's age onset but it's uh it's a cruel disease it really is so i have it in my family mm-hmm. as you both know my mother died of and she had <clears throat> excuse me early early onset alzheimer's like really mm-hmm. early like in her mid 50s there's there's something in this story i don't have it in front of me where they talk about oh yeah here it is um it's not just old people. Cases of Alzheimer's in people under the age of 65 are on the rise as well. So because mm-hmm. it's in my family, immediate family, like, you know, your dad might have heart disease or diabetes or whatever in your family. But so we have it in our family. And um, so for me, I would take the blood test because already, and I've sort of joked about this, uh, two brothers and I, anytime one of us forgets something or repeats ourselves, it's like, okay, is that it? Is this the sign? Because so your mom had it. So I would, yes, uh, I would want to find out. And so I could do something about it. What, what attempt, kind of things, to, attempt to do something about it. What kind of things can you do about it? Well, I said that there are treatments now. Yeah. When, my, when my mother got it, here's the thing about the disease. There's a stage when it starts to... When it's diagnosed, the person who gets it, who has it, is aware they have it. Like, it, it was frustrating to my mother yeah. for a few years, I don't know what, whatever period of time, Stephen would know better, mm-hmm. where all of a sudden you can't make change anymore, but, but everything else is sort of normal. Or you, mm-hmm. you, you know you're forgetting things, and I remember the sat, one of the saddest conversations I had with her is her saying to me at lunch, why is this happening to me? And, you know, I was like, I don't, fuck, I don't know. Um, but she knew something was happening to her. And then there's the stage where you no longer, by the time I got married, several years after she'd been diagnosed, she barely knew where she was anymore. She knew vaguely that she was at my wedding, but just barely. Yeah. And sometimes I wonder about triggers because my father-in-law died. It'll be three years this summer. But... Almost immediately after his death, my mother-in-law became very forgetful, wasn't concentrating. So I'm thinking it's anxiety. She's just not listening. 
because it was dramatic almost instantly. It's like, what? Um, but here we are two and a half years later and it's like, you know, it's not anxiety and it's not tied to concentration. I mean, I can, again, I'm not a doctor, but I can sort of say that it's, you know, there's something there that she can't control. Like we went to Georgetown the other day and about, you know, in the, the space of 20 minutes, like four times we told her we were going to Georgetown. Like she forgot. And it's like you just does something like can trauma kick it off if it's within you? Like, like, who knows? It is. Well, I mean, the fact that she's nine mm-hmm. when, when Morris, her 90, husband, yes, yeah, yeah, her husband died, passed away. Mm-hmm. She was 87. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, every year as you age after a yes. certain age, the mm-hmm. decline is exponential. Yeah. You know, it's like the reverse of dog years or it's like dog years. Like if you're, you know, mm-hmm. from even as sharp as he was, as she was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's a long time from 80 to 90. Oh, absolutely. No, I get it. I you just know. hope we're still doing the podcast, though, when one of us starts to get, you know, something. Because it'll be for a while. It'll be funny <laughs> before before because, yeah, before it gets sad and tragic, it'll be fun. My mother showed no signs. My dad showed no signs. I, I think my one aunt who was early, into her early 90s got dementia, but again, age onset. So there's no real history in my family of it. And I guess that's a good thing. But, well, my but dad, someone like you, Howard, who saw your mother get it at such an early age, of course that's got to play on you. And my dad had no signs of it. And, and mm-hmm. the, But the point of that story, um, partly, partly was to have this conversation, obviously, but the point of it is, as populations age, period, whether you have it in your family or not, we're all living a long time. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons it's so prevalent, and by 2050 it'll be even more prevalent, is because the population is, is just, uh, we're just alive longer. And, you know, I've heard stuff about aluminum, the use of aluminum, certain types of frying pans. Yep. You know, whether that's all like, you know, tails or like, you know. No, that's true. It's, it's just... What we put into our bodies now, you've got to believe that it's got to affect you on some level, and that's maybe one of the areas. You know, brain capacity or, you know, the effect on your brain, and who knows? Uh, Stands to reason. Like, I mean, there's a lot now that goes into our bodies that didn't go into our bodies 50, 60 years ago. Additives. Well, yeah, and and then you add that. All the Mm -hmm. things we're putting into our bodies and the fact that... You know, 60 years ago, all three of us would be considered very, very old, especially mm-hmm. you, Dan, especially yeah. you, Daniel. Um, yeah. But but yeah, like you get, you know, 50 years ago, a 67 year old man was, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's end of life stuff. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Where's it all going? And again, we, you know, Johnny Slapshot, my granddaughter, May, how long are they going to live? You know, by then it'll probably into your hundreds will be somewhat common. Much more common. Or not, you know, a stretch, so to speak. You know, they held a, um, they, they polled a bunch of Alzheimer's patients and asked them what their favorite musical group was, what, what's your favorite band? And the consensus was overwhelming, Howard. I can't forget when I'm in it was the Who. 
<laughs> scream. That's a good one. And this, and this, and this was one of their. What's that, Dan? Kind of sneaks up on you. Oh, didn't hey? Didn't sneak up on me. (laughs) I knew it was coming. I've been, I've been at this Fred game a long time, Dan. Oh yeah. Um, and this, of course, is their favorite Doobie Brothers song. (laughs) Dan Duran's news coming up, but uh, a little later in this uh, show. Do you hear this song? Do you know this song? Yeah. These guys are good, man. Do you know the name of this song? I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting. Right. So while you were doing the Who joke, I was doing a musical little mashup for you. Oh, that's what we do. That's what we do. (laughs) I love what Dan says. It sneaks up on you. No, it doesn't. Not if you're paying attention. He he really thought I was going to give like a real... (laughs) Oh, I know he did. Like a real poll of Alzheimer's people. Why, oh, no. why would you poll Alzheimer's? <laughs> the, the best part of that, though, is, and people won't be able to see this unless they were watching on Facebook, is that you held up a piece of paper. I'm like, it was faithful. Shit. You, held, you had a piece of paper in your hand. That's when I knew it was fake. <laughs> why are you waving around a piece of paper? Um, okay, let's uh, take care. Before we forget, let's take care of some uh, business for everybody here. Hey, Tim Niblett is a portfolio manager. Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. Tim is on a little bit of a hiatus right now. So Jay Bondi will sit in for our buddy Tim tomorrow and uh, talk about financing, building wealth, uh, things you should think about along the way, valuable information. And again, he's part of Raymond James and uh, part of uh, the Retirement Sherpa uh, industry, I guess you would call it uh, the retirement sherpa.ca. No, that's pretty funny. We, I'd like to, I, I wonder what that uh, that survey company, okay, we're going to ask a bunch of Alzheimer's patients. <laughs> what are we going to ask them? What's your favorite song? It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny to me. Uh, you know what's not funny? There's hundreds of maybe tens of thousands of Canadians, millions of, actually, more, I'm sorry, billions of dollars worth of, I should start this whole thing again. A lot of mortgages coming due in 2024. And now might be the time to start thinking about what to do about your mortgage that doesn't include using your bank again and again. That's the point of lender's choice. It's about a choice when it comes to your mortgage needs. And our new uh, client, Mike Kazarian, one of the uh, broker owners of Lender's Choice, an independently owned and operated member of the Mortgage Alliance, license number 13582. He's been at this a long time. And uh, what benefits you is, with Lender's Choice, they understand the mortgage application process. You know, it can be frustrating. And what they've done is they've built a better process for their clients. Lenders wants to work with uh, people because, I'm sorry, lenders want to work with people like Lenders Mortgage because of their experience, knowledge, and efficiency they provide not only to the client, but also to their lender partners. And you know how this works. What they do is they, they have access to over 75 lenders, so they shop around for you. And if you want to support our program, we'd appreciate you supporting 
Lenders Choice and all our clients. In this case, give Mike a call or go to LendersChoice.ca and start the process now. And like we say about the Sherpa, maybe you just want a second opinion. Maybe you want to have a conversation at least and figure out, you know, if this is the right avenue for you, your mortgage might be coming due this year. Go to LendersChoiceMortgage.com. Sorry, .ca. All right. Right on. Yeah, so uh, their favorite band is The Who, and this is their favorite song. This is Who Are You? Because they're saying to themselves, who am I? I don't fucking know. Yes. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know who I am. Um, yeah, it's nothing to make jokes about, but, you know, if you don't laugh, you would cry. Mm-hmm. We've said that many times. Can you hear this? Yeah. Nice. This is one of my favorite Who songs. I'm trying to think of what radio station I worked at where I would have played this. Because it wasn't CFNY. It must have been the, uh, maybe, fuck, something in Calgary. Probably, I play, Yeah, I, didn't you work at a rock station I in did. Calgary? I worked at yeah. kind of a Q107 rock station. Well, that answers yeah, the question. And same, I was in uh, Vancouver at a rock album-oriented, that's what they used to call that mm-hmm. format, AOR. Album-oriented rock, and uh, this was a big staple of it. I'll tell you, one of my favorite early... Excuse me. Excuse me. Again. All right. The button's too far away for me to... (laughs) It is, actually. I gotta switch that. Anyway, um, one of my favorite, as a kid, rock songs that just totally inspired me was my generation i just love that song yeah i like to i couldn't hear it enough as a kid loved it i i I know it's listen i'm not gonna argue with you it's not my favorite who song well it doesn't need to be that's what makes the world go round. we all have different tastes howard i always found it a little bit i don't know it seemed like old-fashioned at the time to me just because we get around. It sounded old fashioned in 1965 or whatever. Yeah, but to me, it all, I just. Yeah. Uh, I liked uh, Pinball Wizard. I liked. Uh, this is another one I like. I don't want to. We got other stuff to get to. This one. Mm-hmm. Um. We can we, I, we could talk Trump. There's some great audio of Trump and his degenerative um, dementia. I just just briefly, if we can, because we got a guest coming up in about five minutes. But we, because you and I had a conversation before the show about the mm-hmm. futility of what's going on in America. But I've you know I've played some audio. There's all this audio we talked about him getting Trump more and more mixed up, and you know make your point about no matter what comes out of Trump's mouth. You never hear about it on any of that media. Yes. No, no, it's true. It's like uh, the other day he mixed up. Uh, he mixed up uh, Nikki Haley and uh, Nancy Pelosi, and went on for like a long time, totally confused. And again, as I do when that happens, I go over to Fox News or some of the other right wing outlets, and they never ever mention that. But let Joe Biden look the wrong way. And he's losing his mind. But, you know, that's just the way it is down there. I mean, that that sort of thing's creeping up here a bit as well. But that's just the way it is. But I'll tell you, you know, the one thing that really has been bugging me about this Trump thing lately, just follow me on this. 
just the way it's unfolding for this bastard. You know, 2008, Barack Obama becomes president. He inherits a horrible economy that had just literally crashed. Over the next eight years, he builds it back up. He literally hands this booming economy to Donald Trump, who, to his credit, you know, massaged it a bit, worked with it, and then totally destroyed it through COVID. COVID destroys the economy again. And they'll say all the all the economic economic um, indicators right now show that the American economy is on a huge rebound. A lot to do with Biden and some of his policies. Yeah. The problem is Joe Average isn't quite feeling it yet. You know when Joe Average is going to feel it? If Trump becomes president. Trump becomes president. Yeah. And if you can't see, listen, just take the time. Look at the t- look at the timeline and what's happened. That's you know, I, what, I, he's yeah, going to benefit from what's going on now, and he'll take all the credit. And that's I, I, I you know, that, those are broad strokes. Mm-hmm. Um, those are pretty broad strokes. And Trump did, you know, what Trump did to the economy is add, you know, some number of trillions of dollars debt. worth of debt to it. Which, by the way, I, I only point that out to make your point, which is the average Joe. Mm-hmm. Out there, no pun intended. The average person out there in America has no idea about that. They also don't seem to remember or realize that when uh, Biden took over, inflation spiraled around the world, mm-hmm. no fault of his, but the inflation rate in the States has come down universally over the last. Uh, okay, now yeah. I'm completely. Do you see what's going on now with my. Uh, my Zoom yeah, thing here. I bet. I've never Talk seen it me. do this. Like, yeah, well. Yeah, I've never seen it do this. Well, you sound fine to me. No, I do. But if, you, if you're watching the feed, it's like I'm in slow motion. I'm in, like I'm swimming or something. Hmm. Anyway, um, what I was trying to say is the problem. I, I, I agree with you to a point. The problem is. Nobody at that level of electing Trump has any cognition of of what's going on, good or bad, only that Trump is good and Biden's bad. I did want to make a point about the Alzheimer's thing, though, Back, because really you have a choice because the way it's being set up is you have you choose between somebody who's shitting their pants mm-hmm. <laughs> and somebody who can't tell where their pants are. Mm hmm. Yeah, I get it. But uh, he, uh, it's, anyway, yeah, it's, you know, the people that think that during the Trump years, life was great. It's just part of the propaganda. He and his people just kept telling everyone that was the situation. When in real terms, I mean, it's been proved the average guy had very little benefit from Donald Trump's economic policies. He did. No, exactly. I mean, he gave that he gave that huge tax cut to the rich, and which is where all that anyway, debt was. Where all that debt came from was all those tax cuts to the rich. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, are you? Can you see me on on Zoom? Yes. Do you yes. see what's happening at all? I'm sorry. Can you see what's happening? Because yeah, but it really doesn't matter what. To see what's happening, no, I know. that's very. But when, but but somebody is. People. Yeah, I know. But somebody is about to come on the the Zoom here thing, and I'm going to have to oh, talk to them. Right. Yes. See, 
Um, anyway, it's a bit disconcerting. I've never seen it do this before. So let me add Jay, the uh, loud cup guy. And then we may have to uh, shut the Zoom thing down again, I guess. Let me see. Yeah, it's got... <clears throat> that's not the new board. That's got to be Zoom. No, you're but anyway. right. No, you're right. Anyway, it is disconcerting, but uh, the, today, uh, that I, you know, the, this whole... Uh, this whole primary thing is also aggravating, but we can talk about it later. There's Jay. Hey, Jay Conahan, how are you? I'm just waking up. Yeah, where are we uh, catching you today? I'm in Las Vegas. It's 5.15 in the morning. I, I uh, Yeah, here I am. Wow, Las Vegas. So uh, yeah. Las Vegas, so uh, again, this invention of yours, uh, you're willing to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning to promote it. Yeah. Anything anything for success, right? I, I, I tried to get out of it, but I was committed, and um, <laughs> no, I said, let's do it. It's 5.15 in Vegas. Why, why not? Why not get up at 5.15? Well, let's talk about it. It's, it's loud. <laughs> let's make sure we promote it for you. Loudcup.com. Is uh, Jay's company? Talk us through the uh, genesis of how you came across this, how it was invented, what was the idea behind it? If uh, yeah, it's 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 something that came out of nowhere. Um, it started during COVID. Uh, there was a lockdown that we had. Everyone everyone experienced one of those, and um, essentially, what happened was I'd always wanted to teach myself how to do some. Uh, 3D modeling. I had this idea in my head. I was stuck in the house and I said, there's no, no better time to, than now. So I downloaded an app or uh, uh, it's like CAD for kids, uh, uh, Tinkercad. Mm-hmm. And uh, literally just did YouTube tutorials. I had this idea of, of, of a cup that I wanted to make sound like a horn, um, as foolish as that was. And uh, within 12 hours, I had a working prototype in my hand. And uh, my wife said, she goes, Jay, if I could have recorded your face when that thing worked, it would be <laughs> priceless. <laughs> it was the silliest thing. Uh, and it worked the first time that I, I built it. It was unbelievable. So you, you make the prototype, but that's just, that's like the early, early beginnings. Then you have to start making them, well, mass producing them to turn it into a business. And that's a, yeah. that's a little bit of a, a challenge as well, I would imagine. Yeah. So we we started off from scratch. I had previously tried to invent a baby bath about 11 years ago uh, when my little fella fell in the bathtub. And uh, I had learned and made a ton of mistakes through that process. I had, I had managed to get to prototype with that design, but I never, I never brought it to fruition. But this time around, I was able to uh, to ask the right questions and and. and and um, talk to the right people. The, the difficult part that we had was taking a 3D printed product and having it match the inject molding um, method. So wow. it they, they they just don't they, they're not mm-hmm. compatible with each other. Mm-hmm. So, but but back to the idea behind the uh, loud cup. And you had you showed our face because we're, we're broadcasting. Uh, mm-hmm. And live on Facebook as well. So just bring it up so people can see it and maybe make the noise. Like, what? why did you think this was was lacking in the sports world? 
I, that's the that's the million dollar question. It's I don't know if it was if I felt it was lacking or if I just wanted to build it. Yeah, uh, I think I built it, and then I said, "Hey, this would be really good in stadiums and for kids and moms and and that sort of stuff." But here here's the cup. Here it is five in the morning in a hotel, so I'm probably not going to make any friends. Um, I don't know if you'll be able to hear it. Oh yeah, can you hear it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now so they are the mic is cut out. They are available in Canada already, right? Yeah, they're available in Canada, USA, and we just started testing the market in in uh, overseas in Europe. So did you um yeah, because my granddaughter, I went uh, my grandson's hockey game a couple of weeks ago and she had one. I mean, she was fascinated with it and so was grandpa. Did you take it? Where do you live? You don't live in Vegas, do you? No, no, no. I'm from Ottawa. This is a Canadian invention. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Yeah, Ottawa, I, Canada. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't read my notes enough. Whoa, fantastic. So you've, did you take it to Senators games or whatever, or Rough Rider games, and try it out that way? And did it break through the crowd? I have not. Uh, I've t- uh, I've, Toronto has been a, a real um, uh, great host for us. We did uh, Blue Jays. We've done a couple of Blue Jays matches. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of fun. Reception's been amazing. We managed to get it over... Uh, we did uh, Dodgers. We did a Dodgers game, um, but man, it's been. Uh, I I built it for, you know, I, and well, I built it to, to make the noise. But it it turned. It started off with the beer drinking tailgaters loving it, and yeah, yeah. all of a sudden, the the sport parents got a hold of it, the mm-hmm. moms, the dads, and it just exploded. It's been such a great, great experience. We're only about six months old. Well, that's what I wanted to ask. Somewhere, I don't know how I came across it, Jay, because I, I, I saw it and said to our producer, we should have this guy on the show because it's, entrepreneur, it's entrepreneurial and it's interesting. And I can just see you're selling them. Is it like, I think it's $28 as the price, yes? Yeah. yeah. So for 28 bucks, you get this cup, but it's not just at the retail level. Can't you just see it exploding where teams, baseball teams would have loud cup days at the stadium and, and hockey teams, et cetera. I guess, isn't that the market you're going for? Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we are, we've sort of pivoted a little bit and, and focusing our marketing on, on, on the family, the sports, the fun, the laughter, uh, stadiums and, uh, we're hoping it's sort of a buy. We we get that, you know, just naturally. We're not pushing it, uh, but we've had the CFL reach out. Uh, we've had professional teams, professional lacrosse teams. Um, it's been just a. It's been incredible. So, are you, are you in Las Vegas right now because of the cup? Yeah, no. There's a uh, sports uh, sports licensing and, and tailgate trade show. So it's our first trade show. That so I'm a little nervous for that. This is my first podcast. So I'm a little uh-huh. nervous for that. So I'm, I'm breaking barriers. Dude, you're doing great. Fellas? <laughs> oh, that's, no, that's great. So like six months old, six months old, how many have you produced? How many have you sold? I feel like we're on Dragon's Day. I, I feel like it too. <laughs> uh, I don't want to reveal all my cards, but... Um, Okay. But, uh, yeah. Uh, like, don't worry. We're not going to ask you for. We're not going to give you like two twenty thousand dollars for five percent of your company. I promise. No, no, no. We've uh, <laughs> we've we've you know, uh, man. I don't know. A lot. Okay. It's good. Been, it's been it's been amazing. Well, good for you. Uh, but it. But is that is it the is it that type of thing too, where you developed the the product and you had to go out and get backers and financing and. People no, accepted actually, of that uh, idea. We, we had started 
going down that road early on and we um and then uh, my wife she just said you know what jay she goes just do it you know it's making mm-hmm. you laugh it's making other people laugh um the stock market wasn't doing me any favors so i said hey let's just pull some money out of out of the stock market and do it ourselves so we've self-financed this from scratch we've good for your investment from anybody um i did speak with um uh i did try to do the dragon's den uh bit and um I got to the part where they said, I, I met with the producer and they said, so what's your revenue so far? I said, we don't have any. She goes, well, I can't put you on the show if you don't have any revenue. I said, okay, well, all right. Yeah. Nothing for, nothing for the stars yeah. to buy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're really yeah. great. So, so what, great. what is your regular job? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do for a living when you're not making loud cups? I'm actually, a, I'm a police officer with the city of Ottawa. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been uh, policing for 20 years uh, with uh, the Ottawa Police Service, and uh, this is this was just again another one of those things that it, uh, I've always been entrepreneurial. Um, but yeah. Well, what's great about your story and so many others like yours? Everybody has an idea, but nobody takes it to the next step, and then the next step. Yeah, exactly. I shouldn't say nobody, but very few people do. Um, you know, over the years, it's funny, Howard and I have met people, you know, they develop board games and stuff like that. And then uh, often it's hard to get out of the gate. You have the idea and you might even come up with the prototype. But that next step is is pretty tough. It's uh, it's super scary. And uh, I, I have a bit of a, you know, let's just do it. Let's just start. You know, that's my that's my big, you know, saying is just start, guys. Who cares? Make mistakes along the way to yeah. start. Um but I'm not going to lie. Um, it was scary. I mean, you get so invested in, in this product. And then there's so many times where I've said to my wife, I'm like, Amanda, am I really doing this? Am I putting this much money in a, in a, in a cup, a cup that makes noise? <laughs> yeah, you are. You're, you're kind of committed, Jay. So, um, yeah, there's been lots of you know ups and downs as far as am I doing this? And then once we decided 100% we're doing it, we just hit the gas pedal and said, let's go. Well, and, you know. Uh, very, it's an old story about entrepreneurs and, and people that are, you know, entrepreneurial in terms of uh, self-improvement. But lots of people are interested in getting better or trying something new. But very few people are committed to it because, as you found out, being committed to it is not yeah. only expensive, it's also a bit frightening. Yeah. The, the one my granddaughter had that day, and I didn't try, I was fascinated watching her blow into it. Can you blow into it when there's something in the cup, or does that come back yeah. on your face? Oh, you yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole point. The whole point is that you have a cup that you can carry around. Right. And then you say, we say, we say celebrate the wins, and, and you can have your... And it still makes that noise when the cup's full. Wow, excellent. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's, that's magic. That's well, magic um, behind it. Will there be a point when loudcup, uh, loudcup.com is Jay's site, if you want to go check it out yourself, and uh, I'm assuming you can order it on that site. Will there be a day where you'll say goodbye to the uh, force and uh, continue just on as the CEO of this giant cup company? Well, if it becomes a giant cup company, I'm going to have some obligations that I need to need to figure out. But policing's been in my blood. My father was a police officer. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. It's uh, you know the times have changed a little bit, but I think there's still lots of work to be to be had uh, and done. But uh, yeah, of course. I mean, um, if this thing blows up, no pun intended, mm-hmm. then um, you know there may be a. I'm what twenty years in. 
Yeah, you, you can't be that far away from retiring as a police officer. I know. 20 years are, in. Are, are you glad, aren't you glad, though, that uh, during the, uh, were you uh, on the, were you involved in any of the uh, convoy uh, of policing? <laughs> aren't you glad those guys didn't have one of your clubs? Oh, my gosh. You know what? I would have been the most hated man <laughs> in the world. Uh, I'm not going to go there, but yeah, no, the cup was, was developed then. And, um, there were a lot of jokes of like, Hey Jay, you can make a buck for sure. And I, I, I wasn't going to go down that road. That's (laughs) funny. Uh, well, listen, thanks for coming. Uh, I know it's uh, early and we appreciate it, but dude, congratulations. I'm glad we got a chance to meet you. Jay Conahan is the founder and inventor of the loud cup. And you can find out more about it at loudcup.com. And uh, thanks for doing this this morning for us. We really oh, appreciate guys, thanks it. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. No problem. It's uh, geez, it's a great story and Canadian too. Fantastic. It's Canadian. And just just for the record, we just launched on Amazon Canada, and uh, we just broke uh, top five tumblers, um, top five selling tumblers in Canada. Amazing. Fantastic. So we're, up there with, we're up there with Stanley and Yeti and Simple Modern. It's really awesome. Good for you. Well, we appreciate it, my friend. All right. Uh, Loudcup.com is where you find out more about Jay's company. Thanks, pal. Appreciate you. Um, okay, so I figured out the problem. Oh, you did? What was it? It's my, well, it's my computer. My, there's something wrong with it. Um, it's Everything is slowed down on it. I can't get anything to play. So, Oh, that's, uh, yeah, geez. So what we're going to have to do, because I can't go, I can barely go from screen to screen now. For some, so yeah, the, the, because during the interview I could hear you, but the the visual was just uh, nowhere. And what's happened is my entire computer has slowed down. I can't just going from screen to screen. Oh, now you're gone. Are you still there? All right, now we're back. We you're went away. Facebook Live thing? No, we're not doing Facebook Live. This oh, is okay. a, this is podcast exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Still, what do you think? You know. You know do, 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 so, should we go back on Facebook? Sure, because you know people Fred are there. They're no. waiting. There's... Fred and I said no, but you're the right. you're the voice of reason. All right, let's see. Hey, it's zero degrees. The frigid cold is over. Did you take uh, Dougie out this morning already? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he didn't mind it. A weather advisor just came on. Yeah, major oh. snow at the. Hamilton and Hamilton Oakville, yeah. The fucking west end of the lake. Brampton. No, not Brampton, they're saying. Is it saying Brampton to you? Yeah. Oh, fuck. In effect, for Caledon, Mississauga, Brampton. I mean, Mm. what about Toronto? The lake, obviously. Is it Toronto, too? Yep. Four to eight centimeters of snow. Yeah, but that's sucking on it. Sucking on it all night long. But four four to eight centimeters of snow isn't very much. Yeah. How is that? How are we now? How is that now a thing? Well, 10 centimeters is almost four inches. Okay, so now we're back on Facebook. And uh, for you people that are just downloading the show, we had a major issue. <laughs> um, I, for the first time, I've never seen that happen. I, uh, the computer lost power and just started to slow down and slow down. And, and Freddie and I were just talking about it, Dan. Why, wasn't, why didn't I get an alert a low battery alert, do you think? Um, I don't know. Um, it, I, you, might, you may have, uh, it may, you know, sometimes you have windows open and things get buried behind it. So maybe you did, but you didn't realize it. 
Yeah. Well, we're back, and uh, we're going to reschedule. So, yeah, again, this is going to make to make some sense of what happened is right after the loud cup guy, my computer crashed completely. And it's about 25 minutes later now in our lives. And so we're going to reschedule the funeral home till I think uh, Thursday, but we can't reschedule all the uh, important people that support this program, Fred. Like the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, Canada's number one group benefits plan for small business. That's what it is. HumbleandFredRadio.com Incorporated is part of it. We can attest to it. How it works. How wonderful it has been for this small business. Prescriptions. Dental. Howard was at the dentist yesterday. I was at the dentist last week. By the oh, yeah. <laughs> All, yeah. <laughs> All under the chamber plan umbrella. Were you no, it's fantastic. Drunk yeah, we were both drunk. <laughs> yes, 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 people. Yes, yes, yes. They have travel insurance and all sorts of therapies. They have a mental health component. HR, an HR department you can tap into. You know, you're thinking, ah, what do I do with this uh, particular person? Well, you know what? You get that advice as well. It really is clever. It really is the way to go for a small business. All these small businesses together have the profile of a large business that makes these insurances affordable. I mean, again, it's a great concept, very progressive. They're always adding to it and doing a great job of holding the line on premiums. It's there to be seen. Uh, Really good job. So you know where you're going year to year without a huge increase. It's the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, chamberplan.ca. Right on, right on, right on. Let me see. Right on. Uh, I know you're going to talk about this later, Fred, but let me... uh, Make sure people know that uh, we're excited to have uh, Bodog with us for the, the next quarter of uh, 2024. This is my last email. We are on board. Looking for a fast break from working so hard? When you're ready to box out some time for fun, you know it's time to play. It's easy to find your next favorite game at Bodog.net. We make getting the latest basketball odds and free sports tips a slam dunk. Visit Bodog.net today. Hashtag make a play. That's right. People are like, hey, those guys were gone for a second and now they're back just doing commercials. And that's not true. We've got lots of shows still to go, uh, although it's going to be a shorter show today. Uh, no show is complete. Without this, ladies and gentlemen. Now, here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Huh. Dan Duran, the anchor man, comes as for credentials he has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchor man's here. He's prone to falling off his chair, but he's got a big wang, so he don't care, and his voice is nice and low. My voice is nice and low. And now live from the matrimonial home of Mr. and Mrs. Duran, here is movie anchorman, former sports uh, journalist. All right, I forgot about that. Frequent television series guest. It is the one and only Daniel J. Gebert Duran. 
Have you ever heard of, well, hey, we're all doomed. Ever heard of the uh, Bulletin of Atomic Scientists? Sure. No. Yeah. What? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> they run the Doomsday Clock. Yes, oh, I know who right. they are. And today they're going to announce the new setting on the clock. You know, in 1991, they had it uh, set at 17 minutes to midnight. That was when the uh, United States and the Soviet Union signed the Strategic Arms Reduction Treaty. Sure. Mm-hmm. And and last year they moved it uh, to from 100 seconds to 90 seconds to midnight. That's how close. Wow. They think we are with, and it has to do with the Russian-Ukraine war, the expansion of nuclear weaponry in China and North Korea, and so they've they've put people on notice that pay attention today because obviously it's going to get a little bit closer to midnight because none of that's been resolved. Here's the thing about Fred and I, though, <laughs> we uh, our personal doomsday clock. It's been reading like 1230 for quite some time now. So we're like way ahead. So 90 seconds mm-hmm. to midnight. We passed that in 1997. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. He's right. Howard's right. Howard's right. Yeah, our doomsday clock is way past midnight. Mm-hmm. We're all. I mean, so what does this mean that we're uh, so in 90? So we're 90 seconds to the end of of all of this is this human experiment. Well, probably less than 90 now. If the, uh, the announcement comes at 10 o'clock on the Tuesday. So it's just uh, it's coming up within the hour for, for us at this particular moment. But you will know by the time you listen to this, this podcast how close we are to total destruction of our society. Oh, I'm sorry. The, so the last time it was 90 seconds to midnight. Mm-hmm. It moved it to 90 seconds last year. Yeah. Oh, so it's, gonna be, it's even going to be closer this year. Oh. Yeah. Well, don't worry, everybody. Once Donald Trump's elected, he will end all world conflict. That's what he says. So you could, you know, take his word for it. He never lies. Yeah. In a day. He'll mm-hmm. take care of it in a day. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yes, in a day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Today, right I'm buying the world's best first class for twi- Sorry about that. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. And everybody's going to be rich and gas is going to be free and... There'd be no more brown people. All the brown no people will be great. on yeah. some island. Oh, get it. It'd be great. It'd be fantastic. Uh, It'd be a wonderful place to live. Yeah. How about, a, do, you have, do, you have, do we have time quickly for a, an, I thought was an interesting story? Uh, and I'm not sure if we've ever oh. had one of these before. Maybe we have. There is a one-year expiry date looming close for a lottery winner in New Brunswick. And it, the Atlantic lottery last year, in April of 2023, Drew a winner for their $64 million golden ball or gold ball jackpot in uh, one of the counties in New Brunswick. So far, nobody has come forward to claim this prize. Mm -hmm. When's it due? It's due. You have one year to to claim the prize. And according to the lottery people, like they're very excited. They want to give away the money. But so far, no one's come forward. Now this has happened before. Uh, I won't. It, this won't hold the record. According to this story, in August, in August of last year, the Ontario Lottery and Gaming Corp said a seventy million dollar Lotto Max jackpot had been officially declared unclaimed, and and it goes yeah, back. Remember, into, I remember talking about that on exactly. the show. That seventy million dollar one. Yeah, yeah. So we've had this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but how excruciating would that be? And I think we at the time we were talking about it, like you find out a few days after the deadline, 
and then you're pooched, and then and then you your dooms your doomsday clock goes right. You're fucking done. <laughs> I wonder. You know, we've talked about at the beginning of this show before our technical difficulties um, about Alzheimer's. Can you imagine that? How many old people buy tickets and maybe put them away somewhere? And you know, most of them don't win, but are yeah. never checked, never claimed. I bet Forget that where you put it. Lot. Forget where you put it. Forget, forget, forget no, where forget, you put it. Because you I even would think it. the demographic of the demographic of actually purchasing those tickets is probably older. I think. Yeah. Forget about forgetting where you put it. What about forgetting that you bought it? Yeah. So I know. Um, I had this. Uh, well, that's better. I, that's I had, better. If you forget you bought it, and yeah, then, you, know, then you don't care. You can't be aggravated by it. But I had this idea years ago about our age and the aging population all sitting around old age homes trying to remember their 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 Google passwords. (laughs) It's just, Mm -hmm. you know, just a whole population, a whole group of people our age and, and more will have forgot all their passwords for everything. I know your Dan Duran has a system, but if you can't remember your system, how is how are your kids going to get at your bank stuff and all your insurance things if all those passwords it's all password protected well um yeah Delise and I whenever we go away like we're going away in a couple of weeks both of us are leaving the country so before I go I have a file where I update with everything we have and where the kids are to look and part of that is a little book with passwords which is hidden in a separate area where do, where do you hide it <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> that's good oh you're being yeah, funny yeah because oh, maybe, joke, maybe yeah. dan dan will he- head over mm-hmm. during your <laughs> hiatus so yeah. if somebody broke into those and saw the file of all our assets they would not be able to tap into the bank accounts because the kids know in a different place is the passwords which they know anyway well maybe when i come over on friday to see dougie Dougie the dog. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll show me where it is, and I'll send that to my uh, caper pal. <laughs> do you not Dan do Durant. that, Howard? When you go away to Mexico on your own, the kids know how you have a file, and it shows all your assets, your investments, your bank accounts, your... Well, I do have a... I have a... They, they would... My, my will is there, and uh, but they would just have to get a hold of the retirement Sherpa, and all of that stuff is there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Really, that's, about, that's basically the answer to that. All right. And, 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 because and, there's nothing worse yeah. than have mom and dad or dad, you know, meet their demise. Big wave comes in, takes me and doll out into the Atlantic. And then there they are trying to figure it all out when it's so needless. A little bit of prep can alleviate all those problems. Yeah, good, good point. Mr. Fucking do everything perfectly. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe end up on a. Yeah. If you end up Mr. On, a, on one of those islands. What did your brother used to call you? What did, yeah. What did your brother used to call Susie. you? Susie. <laughs> Susie. That's right. It's just, well, no, that's fine. And you're very, you're very good at that stuff. You know, the rest of us are a little bit more haphazard. Although my kids would easily be able to have access to all my accounts. It's called Tim. Okay. That's great. I'm glad. As long as you're. You know, you're aware of that and that uh, everything is cool. Maybe you should you. do some seminars. Do look some Fred you. seminars on how to mm-hmm. 
conduct your life properly. Oh, fuck Look yeah. At, you with you with your severe right heart now. problem, you could be, you, you just cack in the street <laughs> in St. Venturas or wherever it is you yeah, go. Yeah, St. Venturas, yeah. that's where I'm going. Yeah. St. Venturas. I've been there for three years now, and you have no idea the name of the place. You could be in the throes of passion <laughs> with Julieta and cack. I love mm-hmm. Dan. I love how Dan goes. Yeah, I'm French. You do a seminar on how to conduct your life because in fact, Dan finds it all so conf- <laughs> fucking confounding. I, Dan, when uh, Dan came over to visit on Saturday, because we have a bit of a running gag. How you know Dan doesn't think that you have to you know shut a cupboard uh, if it's open. So in order, when Dan came up the stairs in my place, in order for Dan to feel more comfortable, I, <laughs> I had every cupboard, every cupboard in my kitchen. Everything was wide open. <laughs> so that, and Dan walked in and started to laugh. He goes, what is this for? I go, so you'll feel more comfortable, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, think, I think I'd take that Fred seminar because these are things yeah. I haven't thought about. What, shutting cupboards? <laughs> haven't thought about that, yeah. Or oh. even what, you're, what you guys have been talking about as far as, you know, storing, you know, if... if uh, you know, Colton had to pick out the pieces from me. I there would be uh, all. I don't have any record of any. <laughs> yeah, no well, kidding. Of, of any of my well, because you've been on the run. You from love them. fuck it. You love paperwork. It would take like two hours. When I <laughs> no, the reason he can't do it yeah. is he doesn't want the government to know where all these records are. Yeah. <laughs> he can't. Uh, he can't. Well, yeah, he doesn't want anyone to know. That's right. Yeah. And no one does more paperwork than you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, Freddie, okay. we've got uh, more to uh, take care of before we shut this show down. It's a short show, so let's uh, let's do that uh, because it's important. Uh, let's, let's do this song that everyone seemed to hate from the Beatles at Christmas time. Oh, here it is. Hang on. What? Yeah, this is the thing that came out, and you know, everyone was got all hating everybody on the Beatles. Hates it? Yeah, everybody hated it. I liked it, but uh, why don't you uh, tell us about? Uh, the next thing on our list. Uh, whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment from their industry-leading odds to their world-class sports book and feature-rich poker room, hey, to their fully loaded uh, casino and race book, you know, they've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. Uh, tomorrow morning, I'll check the lines on the AFC and NFC Championship games this weekend. And I believe uh, the Maple Leafs play the Winnipeg Jets uh, tomorrow night. Winnipeg, right near the top of the National Hockey League. So that's guaranteed loss night for the Leafs. All right? There you go. <laughs> so happy. Makes you so happy. Good for you. Uh, it's difficult, friends, to comprehend the variety of uses of, bo- of boron. That's right. Boron's in construction, manufacturing, medicine, science, microelectronics, pharmaceuticals, telecommunications, space travel, communications, satellites. There you go, Dan. Specialty metals. Battery technology and so much more. Why is this important to you as an investor? Well, if any company was able to get boron out of the ground, and there aren't very many on planet Earth, uh, that might be a decent place to look if you have some money to invest. And again, we make no claims about stock prices or such, but uh, boron one is on a... uh, Pretty interesting journey. A lot of junior mining companies never get to this. It's a one in a thousand shot, they say, of getting to a point where you're actually going to start a working mine, and that's where Boron One is at. 
boron1.com is where you find out more. That's boron1.com. And symbol uh, trades on the uh, Venture Exchange, I think, on uh, under the symbol bone. Bone. I repeat. <laughs> I repeat. Bone. I repeat bone. 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 Because I'm an eight-year-old. Bone. Yes. All right. Well, that's uh, that's all the show we've got time for today. Uh, good. All right. Uh, you know, we're lucky, you know, over the past 13 years, whatever. And we haven't had a lot of days where technical difficulties have, uh, you know, thrown a wrench into the proceedings. No, you're right. So, you know, always look at the positive side. It's uh, yeah. they happen. And today was one of those days and they're going to happen again in the future for whatever reason. Deal with it. Accept it and move on. Yeah, Do you okay. guys ever remember working at a radio station that uh, that when when something was going wrong, there was some sort of music cart to plug in that that played just music, some sort of <laughs> you know backup if things weren't working. Did you ever have one of those? Well, how it, I don't follow. Well, there was a a, a backup system. At the, if the transmitter wasn't receiving something, there'd be a cart or something or a, a oh, sound would, file. Oh, right. That would play at the transmitter if there was a problem between the radio station and the transmitter. Yeah. Yes, I remember something of that sort. Yes. Yeah. We should get one of those. Oh. Yeah, do, we should. We should. Do, but, do, but the do, problem do, is we do. don't have a transmitter. I'm not sure you don't understand <laughs> how the podcast works. And we're not transmitting. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, right. We're not terrestrial radio. But I will say this, in in the 45 plus years, I think I'm coming up to 47 years, very, a couple of times, I'm trying to remember, it happened at St. Clair and Young, where I went to work and something transpired that we couldn't broadcast for a while, like we were off the air. Well, I was there then. That was the major power outage of 2003. Yeah, was that what it was? Well, we 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 yeah. were, were the, was the whole show pooched or just like a, an hour of it? Mm, I forget now. It's some time ago, but yeah, that was the massive power outage of two thousand three when the whole grid went down. Right. So, so to your point about it, rarely it's in thirteen years and two thousand plus shows. I don't know. We've had too many things that knocked us off completely, including today. No. I mean, we ended up. But probably by the by the time it's all over, it'll be an hour and twenty minutes, or something like that. But anyway, thanks for everyone's patience. Uh, we're back tomorrow on the program. Tony Clement returns. Always uh, great catching up with Tony. You know, I was uh, reading yesterday uh, a survey. I forget who did it. I'll have the uh, numbers tomorrow. Who? What survey? An official survey polling company. Fifty-seven <laughs> percent. Yeah. Of those who plan to vote conservative in the next election in Canada would prefer Trump as president over Joe Biden. Wow. Hang your hat on that. Prick. Yeah. Hang your hang on. <laughs> hey, are these the same people that polled the uh, the Alzheimer's people about their favorite song? <laughs> <laughs> Their favorite band? Their yeah. favorite band. <laughs> no, but that that bothered me when I saw that. Well, Six out of ten that are going to vote conservative in Canada. When, yeah, I'd rather have Trump. Like, Jesus, I don't want to be part of that club. Well, and for yeah. years, Canadians have, you know, looked to the States. We've always, you know, envied. They've envied them in mm-hmm. so many different ways. But why do we have to envy? I I love the fact that we don't have that here, but there's a certain part of the population, the fuck Trudeau people, 
that are like yeah. they they really think well because they're all part of the same stupid club yeah and it, you know they all buy those superficial promises again it, the, the brilliance of trump the evil brilliance you just continuously throw out that bullshit and people don't take the time to scratch below the surface and they buy it and it's not uh, just by the way they're, they're not just trump they're all sort. They're all part of that same oh, yeah. stupid club of you know fucking Joe Rogan and uh, the vaccination, the vaccine things. Listen to this. I'm, here's a. This, we'll just finish the show with this. Here's a, here's, a, here's a grown man being asked about the vaccines. The same people. The same Trump people. You just know the type, and he really believes that if you took the vaccine, that you're now. Uh, a zombie of some kind. Anybody took a Pfizer is owned by Pfizer. Anybody take a Moderna is owned by Moderna. And they're calling the species Borg Genesis. Yeah, we're it's Borg not even Genesis. A human anymore. Right. It's called Borg Genesis. What? It's not even. Yeah, he, he, he thinks if you took the vaccine, you're not a human anymore. The people who took the vaccine, they're not considered human anymore. Wait, wait, the people who got the vaccine are no longer human? human? No, and they're actually owned. They're enslaved by Pfizer or Moderna, whoever they took the shot from. So they're public. They're their property. People who took the vaccine are owned by yes. Pfizer now and are not human. Genetics has changed, so they're not human anymore. So they're a abort- So there's a guy like, you know, I was thinking about this. We, you know, we used to have discussions with people where, you know, you'd have an idea and I would have an idea and we could sort of agree that yeah. it was just a just a discussion about a difference of ideas. How do you have a discussion with that guy who thinks we're all owned now by the vaccine company that gave us the fucking vaccines? But you see how complex this is? The Trump side or the MAGA side, you would play that interview and they'd say that the Democrats planted that guy, got him to say those stupid things so that they could record it and claim a Trumper said it. That's how deep this is all getting. And that's another thing I want to ask uh, Tony about tomorrow here in Canada, because there's an AI thing that was released yesterday, Biden asking everyone not to vote in New Hampshire. It's AI and they know it and it's been proved. But how many people have heard it? And haven't taken the next step to find out that it's bullshit. How much is that going to play this fall in the American election and the next Canadian election? Yeah, it's dangerous. You're, when- you're going to be upside down. You're not going to know who's saying what, when, how. Because when, you, like, when, when real people are saying things that you don't believe anymore. Yeah. It's not a very big leap to when, when something that's created by computers becomes something yeah. you do or don't believe. Uh, I can see we've lost Dan. Yeah. He's talking to Lisa right now. What does Lisa, what does Lisa want no, from you? No, Lisa's not even here. I was just looking at lights and thinking about... <laughs> I was just thinking... <laughs> <laughs> the undercounter so, lights Wait a minute. So during during that last discussion of AI and Trump and vaccines, you just look off into space thinking about lights. <laughs> <laughs> he said the under, under cabinet lights were on. Why does that yeah. bother you? I just I was noticed that they, they're on, but yeah. I was listening. I just forgot that I'm, you know, looking. I'm doing it's, a zoom. No See, he saw it. Fuck it. Yeah, he free, You know, he sees something shiny, and you've lost him. Oh yeah, <laughs> you didn't lose me. No, no. I was I, totally think. I was totally thinking about the guy who thought that our <laughs> our Pfizer's changed us. Yes. What exactly is Pfizer instructing us to do? Look because at, we're you know, really it, not doing. I have the answer. Whatever. They're they're instructing you to look at the fucking under cabinet lights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what they I want. That's what Pfizer wants. I'll tell you what they're instructing you to do. It's to they want you to do the extra, Dan Duran. 
Okay, this episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by... <laughs> fucking fucking <laughs> The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, Boron One, Bodog, Kelsey's, and Lender's Choice Mortgages. We read all of our emails, Humble and Fred at Humble and Fred at FredRadio.com. Humble and Fred at Humble and FredRadio.com. Please tell us what you think. And here's something you can do to help us out. Tell people about it. You know, some friends. Get them to subscribe to the podcast. Maybe share an episode with a, a close acquaintance. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. And remember to make sure your laptop is plugged in. Phone. And enjoy every goddamn day. Bottles and cans, just clap your hands, just clap your hands. Oh.